0: Welcome back to the Tank Rodriguez Show. I'm indeed your host, Tank Rodriguez. Very special guest today. Welcome, oh, second time to the show. We got Frank Corona, my brother from another mother. How you doing, Frank?
1: Doing good, man. What's up, mother Fonske?
0: (laughs) It's like the third time we're doing this. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, no no one has to know, but they'll know. But, uh, yeah, you know, we're talking about this theme song, we don't have to talk about it again. It's a good theme song.
1: It is. It is. I don't know if you heard me earlier, but I was like, no disrespect to you, but it's as if Pee Wee Herman grew up, and now instead of him going out to look for his bike, This would be the theme song that they played while he was looking for, like, his really nice car, like his rat rod or something.
0: That's what I was actually going to say. He's looking for his, like, his uh, his eye rock.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like, it's cool. It's got that, you know, kind of make your eyes a little squinty.
0: Very much. Yeah, exactly. Like a nice cool beer, cold, cold beer, something like that. But Mm -hmm. hey, man, uh, last time we talked, you didn't have one, but now you do. Uh, after the surgery uh you have a podcast now <laughs> <laughs>
1: and it's long and strong it's yes. long and
0: strong <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> yeah man uh you you uh it, it's really cool because i uh i followed you like on on podbean so anytime mm-hmm. like it it gets released like it, it, i get a notification I'm like god damn you're pushing them out dude you're cranking them
1: oh um, yeah man i that was one of the big things that you told me dude just like, uh, content, content yep. and consistency. Exactly.
0: Um, Consistently putting out content is, is one, how you get better. Right. Oh yes. yeah. Oh my goodness. Two, yes. like you, you, you get over the nerves really quick as far as like, oh, is it going to be a good show? Like you don't have to make the determination anymore. It's just like, no, it doesn't matter if it's a good show. I know that I'm putting in the work in here. So like at the end of the day, over time, I'm gonna see it, you know, get polished, you know, and yeah, I know I, I'm kind of behind. I think I'm on episode four, uh, and I'll tell you why I'm behind. It's your fault too. It's your, it's your show. Oh, it's your show is why I'm behind. Um, but uh, from from episode one though, from the get go, like it's just so it's like y'all been doing it forever.
1: Oh man, we kind of have been. So we worked together for. Golly, i want to say like maybe six or seven years now oh wow but uh man from it, it's so crazy from day one like me and this dude just kind of click like he's just this really dry funny his his humor is just kind of it's
0: it's awkward I, I feel like i feel like if i met him in person i wouldn't like him right off the bat like until like the second week
1: yeah and you know and it's weird like that some people just don't like the guy like
0: i I, I like those those, but those people make the best friends though yes yes he does (laughs) man
1: we have some of the best conversations and it's it's so much fun to talk to him and i was just telling him the other day i was like you know He's kind of my my muse for the show because like sometimes I catch myself I start rambling on. He's like, "Hey, hey, bring it back in. Come on, reel it back in." There we go. You know, yeah. You,
0: you, uh, that's what I get a lot from. Like when, when when I do like the bigger podcasts, like the movie show, or even like the wrestling show. Like, uh, we'll get we'll go off on a tangent, and then it'll stay on that tangent. Like, okay, you determining when that time has come, you know, to yeah. move past it, and it's okay to to not finish a thought on one particular subject. If there's many other subjects to talk about, um, cause you can, it's a podcast. You can always revisit it later. You know, it, it, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have to be said right then and there. Uh, but no, it's great. But so I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, it was either episode two or episode three. Um, and it was funny cause I had, I had done a podcast like a day before I listened to this one and, uh, Oh, good job. just in case (laughs) just in
1: case yeah yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) the backup uh i appreciate that Uh, frank's recording the call via skype versus uh the board that i'm recording on just in case you never know uh but yeah uh so um you were talking about a book that another book that you told me about um that actually you gave to me uh via mp3 and uh that i listened to so many times growing up and i and I hadn't listened to it like in this new phase of my life, for the past like five or six years, like after my divorce, and it was Kitchen Confidential, man.
1: Oh yeah. And it was Just... weird
0: because I was talking about it the day before. The day before I heard your podcast talking about it, I had uh, my friend Blair who owns her own baking company. Baking company. Um, and uh, I was like, I asked her if she had listened to it. Oh, you heard it, like. And, oh yeah. 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 So, uh, but yeah, so I listened to it again. God it's just one of those books. I, I can't I, I don't even know how to put it into words. It's you don't even have to be interested in cooking to really enjoy that book.
1: Yeah, and that's the that's the great thing about that book. And I think it it, it has a lot to do with, you know, the writer O O Bourdain. Yeah. Um man, he he lived a really interesting life before he got um before he got into cooking, you know, he was just yeah. a crazy guy, but it it for me, you know, it it, it uh, captured a sense of humility, you know, because he talks about when he started actually working in a kitchen and how they they took him off of his little uh, pedestal that he had put himself on thinking he was this ultra macho guy yeah. And, you know, these these people that have been cooking for a while, you know, they're showing him boils on their hands and cuts and burns. Yeah. and they're like what you what you want, white boy, a bandaid, <laughs> you know, that's that to me, that line is 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 classic. The, you way, know, and it, the way
0: he ties it up at the end, too, with it, like as far as like how like he's looking at his hands and now he has those calloused hands. Exactly. Oh, man, exactly. I was like, dang he he wrote he told uh, i mean it was it's, it's the audiobook is so visually captivating like you can see everything the way he's describing it
1: oh yeah i'm
0: going to give it a few seconds but it looks like frank froze again so i'm going to keep it here i'm going to keep talking ladies and gentlemen to see what happens here eh <laughs> Okay, we're back. <laughs> we're back. <coughs> I was talking.
1: You froze that time, man. I heard you. I was oh, he... like, "What the hell is happening?"
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, but... so it was yeah, very. It, it's very very visual the way he's, he 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 describes everything. Um, I, I we were talking about it in text message how um, you know it it's just very ironic the way he talks about it too in the end. And spoiler alert. I'm not really ruining anything for the book because, like, it's the middle. Like, the ending doesn't really mean anything as far as, like, he just kind of wraps it up. The middle is, like, the meat and potatoes of the book, so uh, it's not really a spoiler. But, um, you know, over over the over the, the course of his career, um, he's seen people die, you know, and, and, and seen people, like, take their own lives or, you know, heard about it, you know. And um, just the way that he went out, it's really sad and ironic, you know, um, listening to the book after the fact that he's he's passed, because I mean, the times the times before, I listened to it so many times while he was alive, and it was, I was actually grateful. I mean, because like no reservations was a fucking oh, amazing man. show.
1: yeah, that was fantastic.
0: Anyway, but yeah, so that's why I didn't. I, I'm I'm a little behind on your podcast. It's an eight hour uh, eight hour uh, book uh, that uh, I get to list, uh, that I was listening to, so I'm a little behind on your podcast, but. I do want to ask you, like, how how do you feel about it now? Like, now that you've you've gotten like a couple under your belt, you know you're getting to like number ten soon. Uh, you're you're about halfway there, right? Or no, you're about like what? yeah,
1: we number eight last night. Nice. Oh, an amazing um, uh, person joined us. His name is Iki Soma. Um, you know, and I'd been following him on Twitter. He's a uh, a pastor. Or he was a pastor at this one place when I started following called the City of Refuge, right? And, you know, he he wants your homeless people. He wants your, you know, just everybody, you know, everybody on the fray, you know, in the outskirts to come by and just say, hey, and, you know, let's talk. And, you know, he was kind enough to uh, hang out with Shane and I yesterday and, you know, beautiful conversations, you know. The way he translates, you know, because a lot of times we have these perceptions about religious people and even pastors for that, that they are always supposed to be, you know, mild mannered and nice and tidy and well kept with everything. I mean, to me, this guy, you know, the way he I've never met him in real life, but um, the way he um, has his sermons, you know, he 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 quotes like Drake you know it's like all right you know and he'll (laughs) tell you about his past too is like you know i used to smoke weed i I was i had crazy long hair you know it was um once i once i got into the position that i'm in now things changed sure because you can't do that yeah for the rest of your life but you know he's he he makes these great um analogies for what he reads from the bible and turn hey man and just because you got married you know you don't have to go on instagram and twitter and every single platform to let everybody know you're married unless you really really want to you know it's kind of just stuff like that you know it was it was great it was a great time um And surprisingly enough, him and Shane hit it off pretty well. Um, I didn't realize how uh, in tune with God uh, Shane actually was. Because you know, granted, I say that, but I'm basing that off the fact that he read the Bible. So (laughs) I was just like, "Oh, okay, that's cool." I, I I
0: I pretty much have a theory too. Like, if you if people actually read the Bible the Bible like front to back. They put They wouldn't be as religious as they say they are.
1: Yeah, you know, and that's funny because like I've I've looked at the Bible because um, my mom she's a pretty religious person. Uh, she's always you know force feeding religion. Come on, Miko, you gotta read the Bible. You know, just read this chapter or me read this book. Ah, my, you know, and I'll I'll try, but then it wasn't until about uh, I want to say maybe in february february march right when all this stuff happened yeah i was like you know what man i'm gonna jump into this so i got it on podcast or uh, sorry on audible so it's james earl jones the voice of darth vader reading you you know the bible and it's crazy because sometimes his voice will—I guess—is like his audio equipment or whatever starts to kind of—it starts to sound a little canny, and it sounds like Darth Vader. You know, it's <laughs> like, oh my god! I say, oh my god! You know, it's just like, oh.
0: Luke, John. Oh yeah, get him. you actually have to go into the Book of Luke. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. So. Um, the crazy thing that you know, in reading it or listening to it, was uh, finding out that to to be a good neighbor is probably the ultimate. Act of goodness and kindness And I'm not even talking about Like your next door neighbor I'm just talking about being decent to people When you're at the grocery store At the gas station, whatever You know, because we're, we're all here On this big rock for a little bit of time And if you can It's harder to be nice Than it is to be a dick So absolutely, Putting, putting a good foot forward Towards your fellow Human Uh, Man, it goes a long way because, you know, just like Bourdain, man, everybody sees what's on the exterior and a lot of people don't let you into the inside and they might have something going on that just will blow your mind. And, you know, we we won't know that unless you a want to know that and be let yourself be a little bit vulnerable for people to kind of jump in and, and talk, man. Um, and so another another crazy thing about reading the Bible, too, was that um, in Jesus' time, he talks a lot about breaking bread with people because it was uncommon for people of different classes to um, eat together. And he was like, man, forget all that. You hungry? Let's eat, baby. And, you know, hey, man, I got I got this. 16 pieces of fish and two loaves of bread we're about to sit down and i don't care who you are we're gonna wash our hands in the same little bowl of water and we're all gonna eat from the same from the same plate and it's gonna be great and you know i think i think maybe the the times that we're in now it would be great to go back to that but at the same time you know i i know people are skeptical there's a lot of hey man i don't really trust you because what are you trying to get out of this, right? Yeah.
0: Interior, and tell your motives, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, you know, it, it's hard, but hey, man, you know, if if uh, if you ain't uh, if you're not failing every now and then, right, you're not trying. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Have you have you read Failing Forward?
1: No, I haven't actually. I was gonna ask you about that. Yeah,
0: that's a good one. It's a, it's a really it's really a good one there, uh, dude. Like I I tell people all the time, like. I love to fail. like I love failing. like I know what's gonna happen. like of course, like would, would I rather be like successful all the time? of course, but like failing is like when I'm like in like w- once I fail at something and I'm, I'm still motivated to do it like like it's game over like that's where you fucked up. you know what I mean like like now I'm gonna be the best at whatever I was trying to accomplish at initial time because nothing's gonna stop me. I know how to I know how it doesn't work now.
1: Yeah, you know, they say that uh, necessity is the mother of... What is it? Um,
0: Who says it, Frank? Are you lying?
1: uh, Necessity is the mother of creation. There you go, invention, right? So success is the, you know is the father of failure, yeah. right? Because you got to fail. You got to fail because, you know, you're, you're going to have to tweak it and try something new every single time. And that's evolution yeah. right there.
0: Exactly. Uh, but yeah, no, but, but going back to it, uh, like, is there anything kind of like, uh, like any nuances that you learned about the podcast or as far as like, like things, you know, that don't work for you now or any, anything that you're learning? Oh my from? God.
1: Absolutely. So, <clears throat> um, <laughs> so I, I was so nervous that I began to uh, have a couple of drinks before the <laughs> podcast. So And I don't know if it was, like, nervous because I have to have everything just so. And I didn't realize, like, I kind of knew that about myself, but I didn't realize to what extent it was. Mm. I have to have things just so. And if those things (laughs) aren't just so, I feel like it wasn't as successful as it could have been. Yeah, And so, um, you know, just understanding that I need to bring my initial... um, my initial thoughts of how things should be maybe you know, bring it down. Cause if I'm shooting for the moon every time and I'm still landing in the stars, I did okay. Right. Yeah. i not going to hit the moon each time, but, um, being okay with that at the end of the show. And once we put it out, you know, that's probably been like one of the harder things. Other thing is my dang headphones, man. <laughs> I know we were talking about that earlier, but you know, you you told me just dude just jump in don't worry about got, all the little to. details
0: yep They'll and come.
1: that's exactly what i did man yeah. i um you know i got this like 40 dollar mic from amazon yep. i had these really old headphones that i've had probably since like 2008 <laughs> i mean it, I just had these things forever and, um, you know, playing around with my Mac. I didn't know that I had a garage band or uh-huh. what garage band really was, you right. know, I knew that it was on there, but I didn't know what all you could do with it and playing with it, um, making the music, cutting and, you know, adding, you know, sounds and stuff like that. It, it's just been, it's been great. It's great.
0: Have you said anything that you're like, oh shit, I probably shouldn't have set that on the air yet
1: um no i haven't gotten there yet i i do know like our our very first episode was a train wreck oh my goodness
0: i mean it didn't sound like it
1: for me for me i i love
0: i love the fact that you left it in there as far as um you know like oh shit okay let me try that again like yeah i thought it was part of the show like that's Well, all, it is
1: now because but, I'm like, you know what? That's too much work to go dude, back and start exactly, editing all that exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and then and then you're going to get to the point to where you're like, okay, no, no, no. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. It's not right. And it's like, no, that's not what a podcast is. You're not making a fucking a record album. You know what I mean? You're not making a music yeah, album. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're documenting the process, basically, is what you're doing while telling a story. So,
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know... <laughs> you know um, uh, all of our um, all of our sponsors that have you know just <laughs> come through and yeah you know, like hey man we need you to promote this stuff for us and we're like absolutely you know?
0: <laughs> what's your favorite one so far <laughs> uh,
1: I have to say it's Mother Jackso's, uh vodka because uh, <laughs> it, it like Shane just starts cracking up when I do that, you know, would-be Russian accent. And all I did was I probably watched, um, what's that mo- Minions, you know, the little Minions movie uh-huh. so often. It's like, that's Dave Carell's Russian accent. And I try to mimic that the best Steve, I can. Steve, Steve Carell. What'd I say? Dave. Dave, oh man, who am I? Dave Coulier, <laughs> cut it, it out! <laughs> oh
0: man, uh, it, it, so on the first episode of your podcast, um, you were talking about like like the movies that like influential movies on your life. I think,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: The biggest one, the movie that if I never watched, me and you probably wouldn't be friends. I can almost guarantee it. Hackers like yep. honestly if i never watched that movie we probably i probably would never have gotten into into computers and oh, never man. like i i at that time i i well, i already had i already knew like i liked computers but it wasn't until that movie that i really really got into it and at that time i had a a dos dos machine
1: oh wow oh, sorry
0: i'm a uh, little uh I have cotton mouth i like, my mm. dry mouth uh we had a dos I had a <embassy tr MODEL> had a DOS machine <laughs> and uh, I had the big old B floppy drive with the fucking actual legit floppy disks, no internet, but I pretended like I had internet the whole time.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Damn. What years is in You're using DOS with yeah. the floppy locker. Well,
0: Jeez. so, I mean, it was 95, but I didn't have, I didn't, I didn't get windows 95. To probably like, man, probably until 98 was already out, dude. Like, Holy- so yeah, so I was working on 95 back in the day, but I mean, you, you you could you could get away with it back then. Like there there wasn't really a a, a need for a kid to have Windows ninety eight. Windows ninety five yeah. did the trick. <laughs> but um, yes, yeah. but you know that movie. I mean, like looking back at that movie, it is so fucking like exaggerated of what happened. Oh my
1: goodness! Yeah. <laughs> well, you say that, but then go. No no look no. At okay, the, my, minus phone freaking.
0: That? Minus phone freaking aside, like but the actual like computer hacking itself.
1: Well right, but look at Mr. Robot and how the how the they're portraying the hacker culture Mr. Robot. You know, it was when, when i watched hackers you know it wasn't just about the computers it was about like the fashion these dudes were and, and the and the the girls that were in there too they were not wearing the same thing that everybody else was everybody's right. wearing you know your tommy hill figures and all this garbage these dudes are wearing like rave pants with the little streamers <laughs> on the sides and the like crazy pants. yeah crazy <laughs> neon colors and what was that leopard uh, print. the leopard print
0: b- pants
1: yeah yeah, you know, like these people were just out there. The glasses, the hair, everything, you yeah, know. I always wanted um, a Zero Cools jacket. Different. Like, Zero Cools jacket oh.
0: was the shit.
1: Yeah, I, liked, uh, I like Acid Burns jacket, the Suzuki jacket. Do yeah. you know that there's a person on Twitter that that follows everything that happens with that movie and there was recently an auction i believe for that actual jacket i forgot how much it went for but it was like an insane amount of money but i love that they had all kinds of memorabilia from that movie um they they recreated the phone booth stations where they were at towards the end of the movie with like all the equipment that they had um it was like a scene it was like a scene from the set you know it was yeah. it was it was awesome. It was, it was rad.
0: Dude, you can buy... I'm looking online right now. You can actually buy that jacket for like 230 bucks online. Get out! Yeah, but it's a woman's jacket. You don't want to. You don't, want I don't
1: that. care. Dude, that's... I, I love that jacket. I'll, I'll box it up and put it on the wall. I don't care.
0: Oh, yeah, well, that's true. And it might fit you, though.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Slender.
0: Oh, man. Uh. So, yeah. So, but, you know, Mr. Yeah. Lombard, I, You don't think Mister Robot was more realistic? I mean, maybe not towards the end, but like in the beginning parts.
1: Yeah, season one, I was like, "Oh, dang!" Like I remember flipping out, even at, um, you know, network going down at our at our job. Right? It's like that's legit. You know, that's how people wig out. You sit down, you start keying away, you start making phone calls. You know, Um, it just it, it it was it was great, but. You know, and and that goes back to it, right? Who would sit down other than computer people to watch somebody work? Ain't nobody doing that, you know, because that's really what you're doing. You know, you're putting your music on, you get into the groove and you start troubleshooting. You know, you're sitting there staring at that screen, going over and over all the configs that you have or, you know, testing a a working piece of equipment versus a non-working piece of equipment um it just man it, nobody wants to watch that cuz they probably watch that all day but now you have this person that's being followed by this dude you know it was it, you could even take it back to um karate kid right mr miyagi is looking for yeah. his daniel son right yeah um, it's crazy Or or even like um, The Matrix right Where um, What was that guy's name uh, Morpheus is looking for Neo um, Everybody's looking for a mentor And I think that's That's a big part of what sells It's like Hey we're looking for this mentor Here comes this person that's <laughs> Badass at what they do yeah. so Let me see if they'll teach me I love that Teach hey,
0: Teach Uh, You know, speaking of mentor, I was thinking about it the other day because I I mean, I knew you were going to be on the show and I was kind of thinking about like the things that you actually taught me that are now irrelevant, but like I still remember them like they were yesterday, like uh, ghost imaging. (laughs)
1: Oh, Um, I kept uh, I kept one of the drives that I used for for boot for like the boot disk. Yeah. And then um, when I moved to Houston, uh, I was still working for uh, CGI, but, you know, at that vendor site. Mm-hmm. And they had, I kid you not, I think I still have it on my phone, but uh, I found a locker or a filing cabinet that had. Garbage nuts, file. Like, yeah. <laughs> bop- <laughs> Uh, no it had <laughs> boxes and boxes of ghost software like really? unopened ghost boxes for you to make your boot discs and i was just like oh my god you know i was asking the guy that was working i was like can i throw this away because like it was manufactured in like 98 and it was like 2008
0: yeah, we, were, we, were 2008. A, we were using it we were using it in 2008 man <laughs> Uh, Well, yeah, but I was was just like,
1: man, uh, we don't even do this anymore. We do pixie boot over here, and we're not imaging anything. Why in the hell do we have all these boxes? I don't
0: know. Leave it there. Somebody else might need it. (laughs) Okay.
1: We don't throw anything away.
0: Oh, man. So while you were were talking about uh, mentors, I actually looked it up. Uh, uh, Pissy Kitten. Pissy Kitten is the – you still with me, Frank? Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you okay, good, you're just not moving okay good uh so pissy kitten on Twitter there you go yeah yeah they're the moves uh so yeah pissy kitten on Twitter is actually the hacker's curator and he actually bought Dade's jacket i and, and mm. doesn't say how much how much he bought it for but uh, what an asshole. I would love love to to uh oh wow, he did a reunion
1: yeah dude that gives his whole thing going on within the last couple months. Wow! Oh, I say, last couple of months, last couple of weeks, maybe. Yeah,
0: it's funny. Like, well, they made re- didn't, didn't Mister Robot make reference to it, like hackers, a couple of times. Um, maybe. Uh, yeah, probably in the beginning episodes. But yeah, uh, no, I'll do it for honestly. I love that movie so much. I can't get over it. Yeah. I mean, anyway,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was so crazy too because like I was so enamored with that movie that I looked up. Like, on Google Maps, you know, I wanted to see that school. I wanted to see all the little locations where they filmed and stuff like that. And, you know, because Cyberdelia, I was like, man, that would be so badass to go somewhere like that. But, you know, in reality, if you went somewhere like that. People, you know, people would look at you sideways, no matter if you're a hacker or whatever, you know, because that's just the, you know, maybe the culture um, that nobody kind of trusts you when you first get in. But once you start making friends, it's like, oh, hey, what's up, man? Yeah. You know, let's go have a biscotti or something.
0: What, what do you, I mean, do you, I mean, I, I know you're really, you know, heavily into like, uh, uh, you're, you are in uh, like heavily in the IT world. Like, do you, I mean, do you mm-hmm. still follow any kind of security stuff, like, as far as, like, what's going on, like, in the real world?
1: I mean, yes and no. Like, I'm not in, I'm not in as entrenched as I was once yeah. upon a time. Um, but, you know, I still check it out. Um, I remember back when we worked at the service desk, there was a guy there. That, you know, he was, everybody's, oh, yeah, I want to get an IT. I want to do this. You know, I think he was yeah. just uh, doing, he was on the other side, the federal side, doing, he was taking calls. And I'm not too sure what all they did. But I was like, hey, man, if you're if you're for real, dude, uh, security, network security, or, you know, compu- yeah, um, what is it, cyber security? It was in his, like, super infancy at the time. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is this is where you need to go. This is where you should go. Well, oh dude joined the air force. Um and like now he's doing uh cyber security in the military.
0: That's rare. That and, is rare when you get people talking shit in call centers about, yeah, I wanna learn about cybersecurity, yes. get my net plus. And it's like, okay, bro, like there's always that one guy that always talks so much shit about like yeah, I'm a hacker. Blah blah blah. You know, and then fine, yeah, man, not, yeah, does absolutely nothing. Just he's a call center jumper. But that's crazy. So he went to Air it Force. He went to, it went in for cybersecurity. So like that's like yep. top notch shit.
1: It is, and he was a smart guy, you know. Um, I I didn't realize how smart he was because he was very humble, you know. He just he didn't, you know, he didn't throw it out there. But he he was always asking me. He's like, "Hey, man, yeah, can I work with you? Can I shadow you?" I was like, "Yeah, dude. Whenever you get whenever you get time, you know, as long as you don't get in trouble, I don't mind." Yeah. Um, And you know, he's like, "What do you think I should do?" I was like, "Well, it just depends on what you want to do." Like, I. The path for me is going to be different for what it is with you, but this is what's hot. This is what I think is coming, and sure enough, man, we have all this cybersecurity stuff going on with China and Russia, and I mean, God, people are talking about, um, the you know, of it too. Yeah, hacking into ATMs, making them spill money out in the streets,
0: <laughs> in, in, in Bumsville, Idaho. <laughs> yeah, man, <laughs> that was me, man. That was me, all that me. The, uh, and you did this from your house. <laughs> Dude, no, I'm not even kidding. Like, you put that movie on, I can spit it verbatim.
1: Oh, like, same here. <laughs> oh, my
0: goodness. Well, I know you play the game. All <laughs> oh, right. Oh, my goodness.
1: Can't you see him on the phone? Talking to Venezuela here. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. That was good times. Uh, that was, I what? mean,
0: like, what, what were we going to say?
1: I was going to say, what do you think is probably the most obscure reference in that movie? Because, you know, we, uh, golly, how old were you? You were like seven when that movie came out, young. right?
0: I was young, dude. Uh, yeah. I was like, yeah, seven or eight.
1: And then I I think I was in, I was in my maybe... Uh, 19 or 20 when i first saw the movie um because i had, i didn't know anything about it i i was from small town nobody knew anything about hacker movies or whatever yeah. it came out in 95 so it's like god i was i was like uh like in the seventh grade maybe <laughs> sixth
0: seventh grade
1: <laughs> um so they, those kids were already in high school and you know teenagers running around
0: well and before I give you the quote, like, like my, one of my obscure quotes, cause there's ton of there's tons of them, but, um, you ever noticed like you watch nineties movies about kids in high school and now looking back, like those kids look like nothing like kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, nice. uh, no, but the one, uh, the one that I always, I always thought it was funny was, uh, uh, so there's, there's two of them really. So, wow burns wetware, matches her software. <laughs> oh my God.
1: Yeah. You know, only, only IT people or people in, you know, like tech would find that funny. That is, that is funny. Or,
0: or when, or when plague calls like Penn Jillette on there, uh, <laughs> he, he goes, my name is the plague. And then Penn goes, Mr. The plague. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, Mister the Plague. Yeah.
1: Oh my
0: God.
1: Oh my goodness, man. That's so funny. That was uh, that
0: was such a weird villain too. Like, like if you think about it, like when, when he gets called and he actually goes in, like he rolls in on a skateboard. It, yeah, it's like, dude, did you did you ride? You, there was no possible way. Looking at the building with all those es, all those escalators, there was no way you rode your 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 yeah. skateboard this whole time. Like, you just want to yeah. look that cool in front of a magician to to stroll in on your skateboard.
1: Well, you know, they show those escalators, but those are those are the escalators for the sheep. The people with the authority, oh, like, Hebrew, had, probably had <laughs> access to the sheep <laughs> elevators. All oh, the you sheep, you know. <laughs> Uh, all the worker bees
0: like, like it's such a huge building and then when they're actually on the escalator plague like sees one person walking around grabs the paper and goes oh i'll handle this don't worry about it. it's like yeah. you didn't even look at the paper like how do you know
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's just to show what a douche that guy was. was but mean? you know i've heard stories where like back in the day man the it people were for real like On another level of asshole because they felt like they had ultimate control and you did them wrong hey I'm taking your I'm shutting down your account and you can't work
0: so I I've actually had the opportunity to like really talk with like really like people that have like their their masters in like in in computer science and and actually spend time with like people like you know quote-unquote hackers um, because it, I think that's like that's a really weird term nowadays, um, as far as like what a hacker really is. Um, but a lot of the times, like you actually brought that up, it was really weird um, that you mentioned that, because uh, he talks about like the mentality of hackers as far as like you know people that know all this information, like they just become so um, numb to like and they they see people they see like people's like behind the curtain of who they really are, and mm-hmm. it's kind of like. Most of the time, they end up like the people that you think that are super nice. They end up being like really shitty people behind closed doors. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. just like it, it's like a cruel like uh, uh, just a shock to them to really realize finally like realize like everyone's kind of just a piece of shit behind closed doors.
1: Really, man, and you know that. And I get it. I, I <laughs> yeah. get why
0: you would be a douche. Like it's like. I don't have to act fake around you anymore because I now I know who you really are as a person, mm-hmm, and and mm-hmm. I think you saw that too in Mister Robot. Like as far as like demeanors, it's like it's like why do we care about so much surface shit? You know, like there's so much surface here that we all always have to try to obtain in the world when really and it's really not about that. It's actually about like lo- like happiness and love. But that's yep. an, that's another podcast for another day. Uh, it really is, but, man. but no, I was just I was just really just really that that really stuck with me as far as like finding out um like that like that's why why their mentality cuz you you mean those computer people that are just so fucking stuck up all yeah. the time and it just kind of i don't know
1: well and you know and you say stuck up but like maybe th- that is genuinely who they are yeah. they're not putting on a persona cuz they don't have to anymore to, yeah yeah there's like no need yeah. um, and <laughs> I, you know it, in to in hopes that i don't incriminate myself um when i worked for verizon verizon wireless um you know people would bring their phones in and man there's so many pictures (laughs) on those old phones and this was back in the day when a picture or a camera on a phone was brand new I was I was there during the transition from your old school Nokia to a flip phone with a camera. And, you know, (laughs) my job was just to, like, solder on a new part, new microphone or a new, you know, um, speaker into the earpiece. But, man, when those when those phones with uh, pictures came in. I remember we had this software that was released to us. We would hook up the phone to the computer and we would have to back everything up onto this drive. And then when they got their new phone, we would push it back to the new phone. And oh, my God, just I mean, dick pics and titties. And I mean, it's just unbelievable, like the stuff that people took pictures of dog shit. You know, it was just like, (laughs) what? And I mean literally, like poop. You know, it's like yeah. maybe somebody took their dog to the vet. Hey, doc, this is what my dog's poop's looking like. You know, um, so crazy though, so so crazy. Yeah,
0: and and I think what's what's really rampant right now too is because as security gets tighter, uh, again out of the loop. But I mean, I I, I keep up where, when I can. Uh, social engineering is probably like the easiest way oh, to do anything these days.
1: Absolutely. Uh,
0: I mean, like you. I mean, I'm sure you get them too. About your package being delivered via Amazon mm-hmm. and click the link to track your package. And
1: I mean, yeah. I, I get
0: those all the time. And um, I remember I learning about man. This is back in like Diggit days when Dig It was still around. Ooh, yeah, uh, <laughs> So no, no, it was. It might have been before Dig. If I, if I, so. The, the creator of Dig had a YouTube channel or like a, a just a video, not even a YouTube, like a video show, um, and it was just floating around online. I think I might have saw it, like an e-bombs or something, uh, but he 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 was talking about social engineering, and uh, it was my senior. It was probably like my senior year in high school when I started learning about it, and uh, uh, he taught he taught us how to how he was he was teaching how to get a free pizza. So what he did was. He walked in. He walked in behind a guy walking into a pizza shop. Like I think it, it might have been uh, like Pizza Hut. He walks in behind this guy, and uh, he waits for him to order. He catches his name and he catches his order. He leaves right, and uh, and he waits for the guy to get his pizza and get home and what whatnot. And he'll call. He'll call Pizza and he's like, Hey, uh, yeah, my name's John. I ordered like the sausage, uh, the sausage and pepperoni. Um, I just got home with it right now. The sausage is harder harder than rock. Like, I wouldn't even want to serve this to my dog. Like it's, I just threw it away. Like, it was just so disgusting. And um, they're like, okay, not a problem. Just come in and, get, and we'll, we'll make you a brand new one. He goes back in and grabs a, a, a free pizza, like an absolutely yeah. free, like just because he knew information. And they, yep. and, and that's – I mean, it's really scary. It's like far people that aren't really informed and how easily – it is if you don't know what you're looking for
1: you know and the craziest thing about social engineering that that works for me not that i'm not that i do it but um or any good but social engineering realistically is is sales yeah can can you sell the fact that you know you're you're being a nice person a you have to be nice in order to extract because uh, you know the hun- honey and vinegar right yeah. you, you attract more flies with honey um you have to be nice you have to uh be presentable because if you show up looking like you just rolled out of bed trying to um con someone that stuff doesn't work
0: well, um, and then we saw that too. Like, I mean, over the phone, that was like the very first scene. Like now, as I think about it, that's like the perfect example of social engineering over the phone. When Dade calls that the uh, that the TV yeah company, they, yeah, hey Norm, uh, and <laughs> you know, it's right? like it's a little boxy thingies with numbers on it, and like with
1: authority, with though, authority, right? like, the
0: way he said it, he goes, "Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have me commit Harry Carey if I don't, you know, these Japanese, yeah, uh, Mister Kawasaki." Kawasaki. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But it's so true man like it, it, one you have to like at, if you don't you know practice. what you're talking about you yeah. have to pretend you know what you're talking about you have to be confident yep. and 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 actually social engineering it, it doesn't have to be bad like it really no, doesn't it, have to be a bad thing like, it can actually work to your work to your advantage because I tell people all the time like like a lot of people don't really realize this but I'm seriously an introverted person at heart like totally introver- introverted but I recognized, you know, early on, like, hey, if I want to get far, this isn't going to be, me. like, if the way I am, like, that's not going to get me far in life. So I literally had to social engineer myself to be not fake or anything, but just something that I want to be presented as. Anyway.
1: Sure. And, and, and once again, right? It's sales. You're yeah. Selling, you're selling an idea. And that's all social engineering is, man.
0: Yeah it's kind of, it's actually a, re- a really cool uh really cool thing to, to really dive into like especially if you're wanting to to, to get into like some like cybersecurity and stuff uh there's a lot of really cool tools out there and really cool stories uh it, it, it's just actually it, it can be really fun if you want to like get <laughs> free stuff
1: you know one of the latest books that i read that kind of touches on the whole social engineering thing is uh never split the difference by chris Voss. Oh, um, okay i've heard of it. it so the dude is a uh fbi trained um uh what he he um golly what, i can't think of it now all of a sudden he um uh, rescues people that have been kidnapped and things like that hostage negotiator and one of his deals in the book is talks about when you're dealing with people or when you're talking to people that are panicked and freaked out, the best thing for you to do is to slow down and just agree with what they're saying and make sure that you have their attention. Because once you slow down, they'll start to slow down. Their their guard begins to go down. Yeah. And then you can, what he calls, use tactical empathy to extract information from them without knowing that you're probing, you know, just ask them about their day. Hey, man, would you eat for lunch today? What's what's going on? Tell me a little bit about, you know, tell me a little bit about what's what's going down. Why why are we here? What's what's up? What do you really need? What do you really want out of this? And he says, man, it it works damn near every single time.
0: Sure does. Sure does. I mean, there's one with, uh, like, I, I have, like, I still have anxiety and panic attacks, and uh, I know I have, like, other people around me, but I've, I've actually, you know, went to counseling and and gathered tools and how to deal with it, and so, like, people around me sometimes, like, a good friend of mine would always have, like, a panic attacks or high anxiety, and I would just, you just, you just kind of slow it down, get him away to a different way of thinking. You're damn fool <laughs> I was like did
1: you just throw me in a well Am I at the bottom of a tank somewhere good lord <laughs> what happened my anxiety just went up to 12 man.
0: we're all gonna die <laughs>
1: Oh, Sorry, that reminds me of uh, um, uh, real genius where they stuck that thing in that guy's tooth <laughs> and he thought he was talking to God. <laughs> hey, you never, said, your
0: you never said your favorite quote from Hackers or your obscure quote.
1: Oh man, um, <laughs> I think it, it probably more of the uh, the scene. And the quote together is, uh, you know, there must be a a leak in the roof. Pool on the roof must have a leak. Yeah, yeah. It's when he sets off the sprinklers and that cheerleader comes running around. Titties. (laughs) Yeah, man. It's so great. It's such a great scene. And then um, what's the other one? Uh, Who ate all my fries? You know. Yo, who ate all my fries? Cereal.
0: (laughs) Oh, I hate you. (laughs)
1: Yeah, holy man, that guy. Yeah, Matthew is... Lillard,
0: Matthew Lillard's un- like probably his best role ever. Honestly, like fuck Shaggy, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. like scream screams up there. Like he's like, oh man, my dad's gonna be so pissed. <laughs> but no, but ha- in Hackers, that's yeah. Matthew Lillard got me into movies. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <sighs> fucking fucking Frank, man, good podcast, man.
1: Oh yeah, it is, dude. You know, a lot of fun, man. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like I, I like and as far as like, because I mean, not to put you on the spot, but like this is how I usually do it, man. Like, and just talking about it, you know, and hopefully, like, if someone is listening that also wants to start a podcast too, like, like there's different ways of doing it. Like, you, my way isn't necessarily your way, which in which in reality it isn't. Like, you do it way differently than me, and it works for you, and it's great. Like I, I. I, there's like a few, a few of my friends that do have podcasts and I'm, it's kind of hard to listen to because you can tell they're kind of going off of a blueprint that someone's, it's working for someone else and it doesn't work for them. And it's kind of hard. It really is hard to listen to. But from this first time that like the, from the first episode into like the fourth episode that I got into, like it was, it was just like, to me, a podcast should be, I'm at a party listening to other people talk. And having a good time, like I'm in the room with you. you know?
1: Nice, nice. I never thought about it like that. And being really, like a fly on the wall, exactly.
0: Huh? And like, and if you listen, like, and think about it, when like you listen to the podcast that you like to listen to, you're like, yeah, like you're comfortable. You're just there. You're listening. You're a part of something, you know. Um, so for me. I don't necessarily like to plan about what I'm going to talk about. I just kind of let it go and see where it goes. One, because I like to practice and I haven't, I haven't even been doing it in nearly as much as I should be because I have the other shows to work on. Um, so like, this is really great for me. Like, I love this. Um, but for you, you like, you have topics like you, like you have like things like you have like questions that you're going to talk about and it works like it really works. I'm like, and then like, like uh, I think on some of the episodes, you you would say like what you're actually going to talk about. I'm like oh, like I can't wait to get until the, they get there. Like all right, yeah, no, no, definitely, that's a great question. Like oh, well, I never thought about that question.
1: It's <laughs> funny, man, because my wife, like I asked her to give me some feedback. I was like hey, because I know she's gonna be like Absolutely. super real. She don't she don't ever sugarcoat nothing. Um, so I was like, "Hey, you know, give it a listen. Let me know what you think." And she's like, "Where in the hell do you come up with these topics?" She's like, "This is some of the most obscure shit. Like, only you would think to ask someone these questions. You know, like, why do you care how someone wipes their ass?" And I'm like, "I think it's funny. Like, wouldn't that be crazy if someone actually wrote a book about?" you know the different ways
0: people wipe their ass
1: and what that's that about dude. you
0: right yeah you know what though can we talk about this for a second <laughs> shane says he goes from fr- back to front is he getting his nuts all fucking covered up with, with doo? i guess man and that was
1: that was the other thing like i was like how are you doing that like, like that does not that, make
0: sense i can't even like I, without getting like water on your hand or got on your on the yeah. back like, dude, what the hell, man? We like, you should ask oh him that. Goodness. Like, you should really yeah. dive into, like, hey, look, <laughs> I was on, a, on another podcast the other day, and we have some questions here, Jack. Like, like, just because you went to art school, like, you, you're gonna paint your nuts <laughs> with gaka on there, <laughs> like
1: <laughs> <laughs> brown pecans on there your canvas. on your canvas. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh... It's crazy too, man. Because after I did that, after we did that podcast, I started looking up like, is there psychology behind? Yeah, it was on my mind the that. whole day. Yeah, go ahead. And uh, I, shit, I'm I'm about a week away from getting a bidet, man. Uh, dude, <laughs> I yes, am, I'm going away from using the paper, dude. Because I didn't I didn't realize like how. You would think by now that we would have some better way to wipe
0: our ass, but we don't. Like the the, the latest, the, the, the three the three is, seashells have not come out yet.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, man, um, why aren't we there? You know, uh, it's 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 pap- paper wasting for the you know, yeah. booty wipes. Yeah. And then now I'm, I'm, I I'm was thinking I was doing a good job by using the wet wipes, but I'm actually, like, causing myself issues because, like, there's a certain amount of bacteria that needs to live there in order for your butthole to be healthy. Really? You're, you're wiping all of that away with wow. the wet wipe. Yeah. And then some people get carried away, and you could cause anal fissures, you know, where you're kind of, like, lightly bleeding whenever you wipe your butt, and that's from wiping too hard. You've torn something because that area is pretty sensitive.
0: There's times, you know, a fun fact, or maybe not so fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes, like, if, if, like, it's, like, a lot of wiping, like, I'll have to, like, dig in there. And, like, yeah, sometimes, like, I there's been a couple of times, in the, you know, in the past to where I, I've cut myself open, man. And it's, like, sucks. And you to, like, have a, that, that's a, a bad experience for the next couple of days.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, man. And uh i was just like um what was it so i i listened to the joe rogan podcast um from time to time his 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 stuff that he talks about is pretty obscure as well off the wall but well one of the days that i listened he had this thing called hello tushy and it's like a a bidet attachment and it's relatively cheap it's like 80 bucks i'm like done order order now
0: did you order it for Um, real
1: Yeah. Yeah. I ordered it for real. Uh, I haven't gotten it yet because they're um, I think they're like back ordered. Yeah. But um, (laughs) after ordering it too, like I went on Amazon, I'm like, oh, okay. well, let's see what they got on here. Apparently, you have to buy these little uh, adapters for your toilet seat because it creates a gap. And if you don't get these adapters, then your your toilet's going to be – or your, I guess your seat's going to be slanted forward, and it's kind of uncomfortable. Um, so you have to buy those little adapters for the bottom of your toilet seat. And then if your toilet is not close enough to your sink to where you can get hot water, you're going to have to deal with a cold shot to the tuchus.
0: Oh, I, I, would, I would dig cold <laughs> water in the butt rather than hot water, man. <laughs> you say that
1: until you get – like it's winter time, it's already cold enough, and you get shot with like some fifty degree water, and man, let me tell you, I,
0: look, as you can tell by the beginning of this podcast, my internet connection sucks. Like I live out in the boons, man. We don't have central AC either, you know. So <laughs> oh dang, <laughs> so like, and we're running on well water, man. Like we don't, we don't, holy, like, you know what holy. I mean. So like, yeah, it gets hot, you know, in the summertime, but you know. And In the winter, like, you just have to or you just have to deal with it. And Cold water's cold water, man. Like uh, I personally, uh, <laughs> I, I've been told like uh, I, I make soup uh, when when I shower. It's so hot, like <laughs> but Ooh. like I like it. I like it really hot in, in, in the shower, but I, I can actually do it really cold too. Like I, I don't have a problem with that. Um, so yeah, the butthole. Like I think well, like when you put a wet wipe on your butt, it's cold as fuck.
1: That's true, yeah, yeah, but it's not, you know, I, for me at least, I haven't experienced it yet. I've never ever used a bidet in my life, so for me to go from knowing that I'm, I have something in my hand that I'm about to touch to my skin, as opposed to turning a knob and getting a a wet shot, it's like a super soaker, you know, it's yeah. like, so like, um, how does that? I mean, how does it get all the poo poo off? <laughs> Well, so it has varying degrees. So you have like a water gun and then you have super soaker to where it's like a constant jet of water. So you I'm sure you have to move your butt around a little bit to knock all the big stuff off. And then you're supposed to just go in with like. One or two sheets of paper and wipe yourself oh, down. Oh,
0: so you still wipe? It's not like hand, well, fr- hands free.
1: Yeah, yeah. You still have to use something to dry off, right? Yeah. You, I mean, unless you want to go Small all beds. wet ass. <laughs> 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 have a big ass stain on your ass. Water, water stain. Um, but yeah, man, it's. Uh, I'll I will let you know once it comes in and oh, well. I got the first shot.
0: Well, I, I, look, I look forward to that, man, uh, and, and, and what a way to really end uh, this glorious part two of the podcast, and I can't <laughs> wait for you to come back on again, man. Oh, uh, uh, thank you so much. Yeah, dude, see, like, it's just, it's just fun. It's just fun to talk. You see, like, I, I just don't like, because then if we have, like, a set thing to talk about and I want to talk about something else, I'm like, oh, shit, you know, but, you know. Well, Frank, this is, f- oh, actually, plug your stuff, man. Where can people find you?
1: Oh, hey, yeah. So I'm on Twitter, Fat Squeezle, P-H-A-T-S-Q-U-E-E-Z-L-E. And that's actually my Twitter handle was a reference to Bourdain during one of his No Reservations uh, episodes. Really? He was out in the mountains of, like, Vietnam or something, and they served him this little... Animal, and he was asking the guy, What is that? And he says, He looks over at the lady that cooked it and he says, Uh, it's Squeezel, Squeezel, yes. And <laughs> Bourdain's like, Well, I don't know what the hell a Squeezel is, but it's got these quills in it, so I'm gonna guess it's a porcupine or something close <laughs> to it. Um, so you know, it's pretty hot and tempting, uh, porcupine, right? So, Fat Squeezel, and of course, you know, the name of the show is Hold On, I'm Almost There with frank and shane um you know we got some pretty random topics sometimes we do get into the into the weed We get pretty deep into some stuff but ultimately it's just about growing being a dad our experiences as being a dad you know hopefully it helps someone out there that's uh, going through fatherhood or brand new to it you know even if you disagree with what we're talking about i mean hey at least you have a perspective on you know what you should and shouldn't do right so, you know, that's that's what we're about. We're just trying to throw some knowledge out there to help folks out.
0: Hell yeah. So, yeah, hold on. I'm almost there with Frank and Shane. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts, just like us. Uh, so make sure you go and follow. If you're not already followed to my show, what are you fucking waiting for to end of the show? But also, while you're there, go and take a listen and follow and subscribe. Leave Frank a five-star review. Let him know. Tank Rodriguez Show sent you. Hold on. I'm almost there with Frank and Shane. Frank, thank you again and have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day and we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.